Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 171, Pancakes. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number 24 from James Warden. The message is 13 seconds long and comes from the spring of 1990. Let's listen. Hey, Paul, it's James. It's 1.20 on Saturday, and I'm going to make some pancakes in about an hour, like around 2.30 or 3 or something. So uh, if you want some, come and get them. One thing I love about this message is how James ends his invitation with the expression, come and get them, as if calling cowboys out on a roundup into the chuck wagon for their daily vittles. And this is certainly one association pancakes have in America. With their high calories starting ranchers and lumberjacks off on their day of high-intensity labor. But the idea of pancakes must be expanded beyond the fluffy wheat flour variety we typically douse with butter and syrup in the morning. According to Ken Albala, author of Pancakes, A Global History. Pancakes can be made of any starchy substance from ground peas to potatoes. And almost every culture around the world has created a variation on the theme. The distinctive feature of a pancake is being poured onto a flat surface rather than being formed into a dough and then flattened which would make it a flatbread. Albala notes that for many of us, pancakes are the quintessential comfort food. They are often given to young children since they are easy to eat. So grown-ups develop a nostalgia for this special breakfast treat, usually made by a parent from scratch. Pancakes were certainly special for me as a kid, but I remember usually making them from a box of pre-mixed ingredients. One can trace the origin of pancakes from a box to the 19th century invention of self-rising flour, which, by combining salt and baking powder, saved the time of measuring these out separately. But the first company to specifically market a pancake mix was Pearl Milling, based in St. Joseph, Missouri. Owners Chris Rutt and Charles Underwood began selling Aunt Jemima's pancake flour in 1889 and even hired a formerly enslaved woman named Nancy Green to portray Aunt Jemima at the 1893 Columbian Exposition in Chicago. The brand played on the stereotype of the Mammy character, which romanticized the antebellum South by depicting enslaved black women as supposedly happy to take care of white families. A 1919 advertisement from the Ladies' Home Journal reads, In the days before the war, a genial, open-hearted gentleman, Colonel Higby by name, was the hospitable master of a large Louisiana plantation. 
Oh, the meals that Colonel Higby's Jemima used to cook. Corn fritters, waffles, and beaten biscuits that seemed to melt in your mouth. But most of all, pancakes. And now Aunt Jemima pancake flour is known to every housewife. Everyone has heard of it, though not everyone knows the romance of its origins. The brand was purchased by Quaker Oats in 1926, and multiple real women played the character in advertisements until 1968, when a generic image was created, with a woman in a headband that replaced a kerchief. In 1989, the logo was changed again. This time, the woman lost her head covering and revealed wavy hair. In 2020, the brand was finally retired and replaced by the much more prudent label, Pearl Milling Company, with a notice on the box declaring, New name, same great taste, Aunt Jemima. Of course, over the years, several other brands of pancake mix emerged, including from General Mills and Pillsbury, two giant flour mills, both based in Minneapolis. In 1931, General Mills introduced Bisquick, which could be used to make biscuits, pancakes, and other quick breads. In an advertisement from 1935, the fictional cooking authority Betty Crocker writes, Do you remember the old-time homemade pancakes? How often you have wished you could find a preparation that would give you the old-time pancakes that your husband remembers getting when he was a boy. Due to a new, much slower-acting leavening agent in Bisquick, Bubbles don't explode like a volcano out of the batter on a hot griddle. On the contrary, a Bisquick pancake is remarkable for the fineness and smallness of the bubble holes. Pillsbury introduced its version of a pancake flour in 1919. An ad from that year shows a little boy half-dressed just getting down to breakfast, while a little girl with a pink bow in her hair is already eating pancakes. The caption below reads, Why didn't you call me earlier? You knew we had pancakes. Again, in this ad, pancakes are associated with childhood. The irony of pancake mixes, as Albala points out, is that pancakes are one of the easiest things to make from scratch. After years of making them myself, I came up with a very simple formula. One cup flour, one tablespoon baking powder, one cup milk, one tablespoon melted butter, one egg, and a pinch of salt. From there, you can experiment with buttermilk or different types of flour. The one thing to make sure of is that your baking powder has not expired. Otherwise, you won't get the bubbles that make the pancakes fluffy. Also, be sure to buy real maple syrup. Colored corn syrup just can't compare.
If you want to share a hot stack of flapjacks with me, come and get them at my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.